Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Morata, bringing you 101 interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. Up next, we have my dear friend Pam Tebow on the show. We met a few years ago when I went to the University of Florida, and we recently reconnected. I'm so excited to have her on the show. As you guys know, we had our husband Bobby Tebow on the show a couple years ago. So I'm super excited to have another Tebow on WidPod, and she's just super encouraging and super fun. The first things that ever come out of her mouth are joyful and positive. She has encouraged me in my walk with the Lord and also the dreams that I have. We talk a lot about influence and the ripple effect that we have here on this earth and how people are always watching us. So to always leave a lasting impact, even when people or when we don't think people are looking. So she was just super neat to talk to. Like I said, she is just a bundle of joy and excitement. And I know you guys are going to be intrigued by the story she has to share. We have a story about Tim Tebow's favorite cereal so funny. She is just a blast to be around. So sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm delighted to introduce this next guest, Pam Tebow. Pam, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be a fun time. Pam and I have met a few years ago, or we, our first time we met was a few years ago, and we've just reconnected um, over this last month, and we've gotten to just chat and get to know each other, and we're on the same page. We're obviously both Christians, but we're both girly girls. We get to have a lot of fun and laugh together, so I'm just super excited that we finally get to connect and have you on the show. Pam, why don't you um, share with the audience a little bit about um, what you would like to encourage us with and maybe head into some stories of when God's really winked at you and shown his favor in your life? Well, I, for a long time, I felt like we all need to have purpose. I know you, you listeners all know that. And I wanted my purpose to be influence. I felt like I taught that to my kids that one of the most important things that we can do and wake up each morning is think how we can impact the lives around us. And then those people can impact the lives around them. So I wanted to raise my kids. I want to encourage women as I speak to them that God has given us that opportunity that we can have a real positive impact on the people around us. And I had a chance to teach that to our youngest son, Timmy, that some of you might know. And he was at a high school uh, where he, near where he played football and he was already excelling at football. So people knew who he was and he's frugal and he's um, like me and he eats nutritious food. However, he had a lapse in judgment and he happened to see this box of cereal on sale. And so he put it in the card and then we rounded the corner and there was a little kindergartner who recognized him. And his eyes got great big. And the next day he went to show and tell and he told all those kindergartners that this is the cereal Tim Tebow eats. And he would die. He thought that was happening right now because he'd never eat Cocoa Krispies again. Right. But the next day, the next day, that little kindergartner brought that box of cereal. And we had calls from all these parents saying, thanks a lot, because now we have to go out and buy Cocoa Krispies. And that gave me the opportunity to teach Timmy about his power for influence. I had been teaching my other children that too. He's the youngest, but I felt like he needed to think about that all the time mm. because the things that we do, the way we live, uh, the words we say, everything impacts the people around us. If we want to have a positive influence on them, then we need to be careful right. about how we do all those things as unto the Lord. And so I found this, this great poem and a little picture and I put it in a frame and he took it to all the homes where he lived to 
remember that influence is important. And when God gives us any opportunity, have an impact on other people, we need to do it in a positive way, have a positive influence on them. Yeah, absolutely. And your whole family does that. What was it like raising five uh, different kids with different personalities? Was it hard? Was it what were some of the things that you did to make sure that you shaped each kid individually and the purpose that God had given them? Oh, that's a really good question. No, I I don't know that we ever can prepare enough for that. And thank heavens they come one at a time, at least mine did. And I I got to do one at a time. And, you know, in those days, we didn't have a lot of great books and we didn't you know, necessarily have all the, all the opportunities that we have now to learn from some of these, these uh, great authors and, and parents and speakers. But I just kept praying that God would give me the wisdom. My husband and I prayed together and we decided that the most important thing that we could do was to read the Bible to them every day because the scriptures were the real power, um, the power that uh, we wanted to engraft in their lives. It was the power in ours, but you have to be in it. So we read Proverbs a proverb every day and we read from the Psalms. And I think it day after day after day, every morning, I think it really impacted my children, Mm. you know, because we have no idea how the engrafted word of God can really impact us, but it does, Mm. you know, it comes to our mind just when we need it. So that's probably uh, one of the most important things we did. And that was my husband's idea. And I just had to make it happen, you know, okay, everybody, we're going to do this at the breakfast table. But then I wanted to teach them individual scriptures too. And so I, I got the idea and I heard this comment that what's learned in song is remembered long. Mm. So they were young. So I thought, well, if I, if I put some scripture to tunes, then that will help them remember it. Cause we all remember the sing songs, you know, the commercial jingles, all of those things. And I can remember when we first moved to the mission field, we lived, um, well, we were in a mission compound in the Philippines in Manila. And my husband had gone to another island where he was going, where we were going to live. And he was trying to prepare a home for us. And the day he left, uh, he put us in this missionary compound. And I had four children at the time before Timmy was born. And uh, we thought we were safe. I mean, we're in a missionary compound. It was all locked up. And that night, as I was sleeping in one room with my four kids, um, a robber broke into the compound and broke into our room. Mm. And he looked at all my kids. I peeked at him and closed my eyes and prayed. And then he looked in the place where we had had all of our money that we had brought to to start our ministry um, that day. And when my husband left, as we prayed, I felt compelled to move it. And I hid it in a towel and he looked right in the place where it had been before and there was no money there. So that was a God story. And then he took a few pesos out of my purse and left. And, you know, afterwards, all of the people in that compound, there were a lot of people there and they were all so frightened and they were spreading fear. You know, fear spreads quickly. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I don't want my kids to be afraid. I want them to be courageous, not just now, but for always. I want them not to be afraid to stand up for the right thing, you know, to to lead the crowd, not be part of the crowd, you know, to not be afraid to to do the things that other people are afraid to do, to have courage. And so I I read a verse um, and I um, memorized it and put it to a tune. And in those days we had these in the house in our Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I included it. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in thee. In God whose word I praise, in God I put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can mere men do to me? When I am afraid, I will put my trust in thee. And trust me, you don't have to have a good voice to be able to do that because I know mine isn't great. <laughs> you sound but, you lovely. Know, I, 
Oh, goodness. I sung that to my children every night before I put them into bed mm-hmm. and others as well. But that was that was the key one. And so a few years ago, I went to um, a birthday party that my two of my daughters got together and there were five grandchildren there. And the girl said after this crazy day of birthday cake and ice cream and games and crazy kids, she said, Mom, you put them to bed. So I put them to bed and they, I read them a story and then they said, Grandma, sing us a song. So I started singing, When I Am Afraid, I Will Put My Chest in Knee. And all five of them sang along with me. And that's the point of influence because I love that verse and I taught it to my kids and they grew up and they loved it and they taught it to their kids. That's how we can have a real ripple effect that matters, you know, in life. So yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said too, about how fear spreads quickly and not that I love fear, but that is true. Fear spreads faster than, than joy. Uh, it seems like, especially with social media and the news and, 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 and money and business is driven through fear, right? Fear motivates really, really well. Um, it, it stinks and it's very unfortunate that fear motivates people. But one thing that I've noticed about you is that joy motivates you. So what has kept you from being bitter or kept you from being fearful? I I know that you talk a lot about scriptures and staying in the word of God, but it seems like you have just really chosen joy. So maybe um, talk a little bit into that of why, why it seems like joy and encouragement are the first thing on your lips. Well, my husband's a real good example. You know, he took a lot of people on mission trips over the years and you had the privilege to go on them. I did. And it was pretty, um, you know, adventurous. And But he realized that if people are complaining on the mission trip, it's going to spread. One person complains and it spreads to the next one. The same thing is, it's like lice. You know, they had that on the mission trip too. I don't know if you were on that trip, but you know, somebody gets lice and spreads to the next one. Well, that's, that's bitterness and complaining and grumbling about anything in life spreads as well. And so uh, we have this verse uh, in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus and everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And it goes on, but you get the point, you know, and we memorize the verse to everything, you know, don't, don't grumble about anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that those things really do impact us too, because that comes to your mind. You know, my husband has Parkinson's and he, re- when people ask him how he is, he says blessed Always. because in everything give thanks. I was walking through um, a building many, many years ago and a big piece of the door frame, huge piece of the heavy door frame fell on my head and it knocked me unconscious. And that was the week that I was teaching my kids in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I came to, and that was 30 years ago. And I have pain, had pain every day of my life since then, but that verse was in my head. And so we didn't get any multi-million dollar settlement, you know, it was yeah. before the ambulance, et cetera. And, and God never chose to heal me. I've had surgery since, but it, you know, it, it helps some, but I have never been bitter and it's not because I'm wonderful. It's not because I can, you know, outthink the bitterness. It's because of that one verse. And my children share examples of how that verse has enabled them not to complain. Our grandson, Joe, has lived on a very hard mission field with his family. They're back now and he's gotten some medical help, but he's always had those issues. And people ask him, well, how come you don't complain? And he said, because I want to be just like my grandpa who never complains. Wow. And I think that's so, that's so influential. 
Mm-hmm. No, that's how we influence people. You know, they they watch us to see how we handle those hard situations. How how do you deal with you know this disease that's progressive and doesn't get better? How do you deal? And Joe has issues that he is actually getting help for, but he he decided that he does not choose to be complaining. He mm-hmm. wants to have joy instead. Yeah. So you make that choice. You know, joy is a choice. And you have to choose it. it. The Bible says, choose joy. You know, mm-hmm. you can choose joy mm-hmm. and um, not complain. But we live in a world of a lot of grumblers and complainers. And, you know, we can be the light. You know, we can be that uh, contrast. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Con- and I can definitely, definitely piggyback off of that with your husband going to the Philippines. He never complains. I mean, he is definitely a man of his word. And when he sets the tone he follows it and so that is something that's always been super impactful about him and and your whole family um just meeting your kids and um obviously you what is it like um you know you have a more popular son like bigger than the other (laughs) few and you know people probably yeah he's just the bigger personality not many people know him but if you don't his name's Tim Tebow but you have four other kids as well and so what was it like when he was kind of rising more into that stardom you know as a family you guys are uh you know a very humble missionary family and then all of a sudden your name is a household name because your son did so well in football and because he he set the tone and left that ripple effect of Jesus in the locker room and for the fans so what was it like as a mom just kind of like whoa okay now we're in this as a family because you guys do everything as a unit so what was that like what are some of the things along the way that you probably saw behind the scenes that none of us get to see that you could share with us well I think you can't wait until they get all the honors to teach them how to be humble Mm -hmm. you know I think they a lot about humility from my husband he did a lot of teaching on that he made them work hard so you know they did they they would have to be good hard workers but I think when they were young and they would, you know, hit a, a ball over the fence or um, get a touchdown pass, you have to teach them then when they're young about humility. And we had this verse, let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Of course, I put it to a tune, but yeah. I, that, that <laughs> I love so it. impacted them because I remember reading in a newspaper, a reporter asked Timmy after a football game and he, you know, he'd who knows what he did, but it was, I guess it was pretty great enough to write about. And the reporter said, and why don't you, when we interview you about yourself, why don't you talk about it? And, and I read this. Well, when I was young, my mom taught me this verse (laughs) and it quoted the verse. He had to look it up. I'm sure the reporter, but let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. And I think that really helped. So all the kids learned that. So I think they were bragging about you know, their, their achievements to each other, then I think there would have been a lot of bitterness and people wouldn't really cheer for one another. Mm-hmm. But we also talked about being a family unit. They were, were on each other's teams and we're going to cheer for one another. And we tried to all be there for everyone. You couldn't always do that, but we tried our best. So I think that really helped. And the fact that, you know, Timmy wasn't, Oh, look at me guys. You know, I, he, he didn't do that, nor did mm-hmm. any of the others. We had other kids that, that, um, had great achievements, but you know, maybe by contrast, not as great as Timmy's, mm-hmm. but I think teaching them to love one another, to be on each other's team, we, everyone went to see everybody do their 
everything if we right, could. Right. If we could get, we went there. If all of us could be there for all of the, you know, the big important events in their lives, then we tried to do that because we are a team. We're a family. We're a unit. We love each other. We support each other. You know, we're we're not competing. Well, although we did have. You know, they especially competed when they were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, outside in the front yard, they competed, you know, but they didn't, they, but they, they wanted to cheer for each other when, you know, there was that opportunity to. So as many as possible, we went to every game of of every kid, you know, everybody couldn't do it, but we tried. It's hard. It's really hard as a mom. Especially with five kids. That's, I mean, that's a lot of kids. I mean, that, they're all competitive competitive. and all, yeah. And all athletic and love Jesus. And it's, it's really cool to watch. We're going to take a quick break to discuss, write it down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says, learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support, write it down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the lid wall, which is a collection of all the write it downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with write it down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now back to the show. I do want to take advantage of the fact that um, you are a woman on the show. I interview a lot of men on the show, which is an honor and a privilege to get to talk sports and, and kind of be a bro with them. But I want to take advantage of having a really wise woman on the show. So I want to ask you a question that's more geared towards our female audience. Um, what would you say is probably the most important quality um, as a Christian woman to, to really focus on as you grow into each season? So um, I know that we we worry a lot about products and stuff. And I do, I do want to ask you about products because I am a girl but there are certain (laughs) things that are very important to to kind of harness in a woman so what are those things that you really try to um embody in yourself and then teach other women including your daughters Uh, you can name a lot of qualities but I think um as the bible says the greatest of these is love Mm -hmm. is that you have to love you have to love 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 and you have to love unconditionally um I didn't really understand that as a kid my dad was a a uh, high-ranking army officer, and I got his approval when I did something, you know, mm. when I made achievements, and it wasn't just unconditional. And so I was always trying to achieve, always trying to get better so that he would approve of me. I didn't want that to happen to my family. Right. I wanted them to know that we love them and we love them unconditionally. That's how God loves us. And so I think love believes the best in people. And so when you believe in your kids, I believe you can do this. I believe is if your goal is to go to, you know, we had our engineer wanted to go to the university for a while. We believe that you're going to get that engineering scholarship. You're going to get, you know, you're going to be able to go to the university of Florida. Parents have to believe in their kids. Yes. It was a long shot. He was a homeschooler. You know, how can that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, you, you set those goals in their mind, but you believe in them as parents and they can believe in themselves. We, we believed that they could be more than they thought they could be. Right. You know, you the best in them and you love them. I think, you know, love chooses their best interest too, which means sometimes you don't let them go to that slumber party. Sometimes you take them away from a certain friend, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you make them do some, you know, mow the yard and get some physical labor. You do those things. You chose choose their best interest because you have a long-term goal. You know, it's not just right now here, right now. And 
Bob and I were always working on that, just but loving them. They knew their dad loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, they could all, and they knew their mom loved them. And we had to keep working at that because it's easy, you know. You your natural instincts to lose a temper or to do this or you know to to you know lash out. But you have to let them know, even when you do that, that you love them. Mm-hmm. You love them unconditionally. You know, you're so grateful that that they're your children. And, you know, that's, that's how we communicate with other people too, um, with our friends, with the people that we go to church with, with our neighbors. If our neighbors know, you know, we moved into a kind of a close knit community years ago and it was only because, um, and, and they didn't let anybody in, but my husband uh, loved on the older man in the community. My kids watched that and he, he, just responded to that love and it changed everything. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden we connected with all our neighbors, you know, we still have that connection and it was so sweet. It was because of that love that he loved this man. That was kind of, you know, hard to get to know, hard to love, but he actually led him to faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't too long after that, that he passed away. And when they buried him, he had my uh, Bible, my husband had given him uh, on his chest and all of his kids, he's, mm. he's a huge family and they all live around us and we're just part of their family. Yeah. You know, that's, but you want to be, you want to love people like that. Of course, the most important influence, the most important way you can say you love people is to share your faith in Christ with people. I mean, we wanted all of our children to come to Christ at young ages, you know, yeah. before too many things happen, too much water passes under the bridge, you know, all of that. But um, I think that's the greatest influence we can have. And, um, and, and that's the greatest love we can have. God so loved us yep. that he gave, gave his son, Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. to, to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could come to know him, have a personal relationship with him. And that's one thing we really wanted to do with all our children. You know, we'd share the gospel with them and we wanted, you know, we actually wanted to be the ones to lead them to Christ, but that's okay if somebody else did, but we, God did give a us that. competitive. Yeah. yeah. Like competitive so in salvation. So, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I remember when, you know, um, the, the first, the first few would come to me and then it was time for Peter. And I said, um, P- Peter said, mom, I want to ask Jesus in my heart. He was just a young boy, but he, he knew what he wanted to do. And I said, okay, but we're going to let your dad have that opportunity. Because <laughs> he needs one. Because I had all the other kids. It's Bob's That's turn. Right. And then, yeah. And then Timmy came along and I said, Timmy, go, go talk to your dad about it. He he would love to. And he said, no, mom, he's too hard. <laughs> he's going to ask me hard questions. <laughs> he does. He does ask hard questions, Bob Tebow. He but that's does. good. That's healthy. But it's that's hilarious. Really, and it's, isn't that funny? But, yes. it's, but it's been a really good thing that he does ask those hard questions. It, it is. It's true. He made our children all to be thinkers. Mm-hmm. And that's important. It is. And, and something that you said that I think could resonate with a lot of people, um, but especially girls with their dads and, and growing up, like you were saying, you grew up in a home where you had to get, you know, affirmation by performance. And there's this level of fear there. And, and oh, what you were right. saying too, with just like love, you know, there's scripture that says perfect love casts out fear. When you are raised in a home like that, or there's girls out there who are cheerleaders or dancers and they have to be a certain weight and they have to to perform a certain way to get some sort of affirmation or post a certain picture to get the right amount of likes and all those things. So what is one way that you kind of overcame seeking approval from man? 
Well, I think my husband did a, had a lot to do with that. He was he was so great. He called, you know, he called Katie his little princess. And mm. so, you know, that just, he still does. And that just makes her feel so special. And you have, if you can feel special to your dad, I think that means a lot. You don't have to seek that from guys when it's not time yet. You right. know, I think right. that's really important. And, and as a mom, I, I encourage that, you know, I, I encourage that we, yeah, there's a lot to that. We would pray with them and we would uh, read a lot of good books to them. And of course we'd read the scripture to them, but we'd, you know, also tell them stories or we'd play games. We had a lot of family fun time. So they didn't always feel the need that they had to do too much too Keep soon. Seeking. Right. You know? Absolutely. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's just the biggest thing of what you guys have forged as a family and what encourages other families to do the same is, is creating a, a team is everybody's on each other's team and supporting one another That's and right. everybody on a team. If you play on a sports team or if you're on a business team or anything like that, uh, you have a role and without your role, the team doesn't do well. So it gives you like a, another sense of purpose, like you were saying. And so I think it's very important. And there are some people that don't have that out there, but that is what others are for. That's what other believers are for is to champion you and what right. you're good at. Pam, you did just uh, release a book recently. So what is your, your book about and what inspired you to write it? It's called Ripple Effects. Um, I should have a copy here. I'm, <laughs> that old let another praise you and not your own mouth affected me too because I don't really promote my selling. No, that's awesome. It's called Ripple Effect, which is about influence, mm -hmm. the life acting influence that we can have as we impact people who then impact people. And it's interesting because I didn't think of the title. Um, both my youngest son, my oldest daughter, both said that they made up the title. So, um, but it, it does seem to really explain what influence is because you, you know, you cast a stone upon the, the water and it has one little ripple that goes to another ripple to another mm. ripple. You know, I, we have a pond on our property and, you know, the kids, when, especially when they were little, everybody wants to go throw rocks in the pond. You know, actually the boys wanted to hit the fish, but, um, but the point is you can see the ripples and you can talk to them about the ripples. You know, right. what you do in your life really matters because it goes into a very broad circle. It starts small, but it goes, gets bigger and bigger. So if you do positive things, you can have a positive circle, but if you do negative things, and you have a negative circle. And they all had to think about that. We talked about it all the time about, you know, and Bob had so many ways of explaining it. And I had my own ways, you know, my little songs and, and examples. But, but, I, but I really wanted them to realize that their life would have an impact, positive or negative. And right. that, that what they did made a difference. And the people they impacted, whether for bad or for good, I mean, that goes on and on, you know, mm -hmm. last last and last. So it's very important how we talk to others, how we treat others, what we do in life, because people are always watching us. You know, like I told Timmy with the Cocoa Krispies example, people are always watching us always. and we have to be always, and that there's accountability to that. Yep. No, so and it's a good and it is a good thing um, in the it, sense of like you're saying it gives you accountability, but at the same time, it's going to make you more vigilant and also make you aware of who's in your inner circle, because whoever's in your inner circle is going to um, have an effect on your ripple as well. And so yeah, having a, those people that can pour into you and that know you and are for you. Positive examples. Absolutely. And we talk to kids about that. We 
you know, a man who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. That's a big one that my husband told our kids over and over, because if you hang around with wise men, you're going to be wise. If you hang around with fools, you're going to be fool foolish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had to kind of, when they were younger, pull them away from some people. But as they got older, they would step away on their own because I think they would recognize that, you know, this is not a good example, you know, somebody to have as a good friend. And that's, that's really tough. And during the teenage years. Yeah, it really, it really is. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, and it's just kind of with the same verse, um, bad company corrupts good character. And so, oh, you know, I've heard it said before, you can have a fridge full of good food and it could start smelling and you realize it's that onion and that onion that's been sitting in there made everything else smell bad. But if you throw that's- the onion away, you know, the smell <laughs> goes away. You know, if you get rid of those right. things that are negatively impacting you and, and there's a tasteful way of doing it. It's not like you toss those people right. in the trash and you say no, no, but you have your boundaries and you um, start to really limit your your time with them and, and what you share with them and different things like that. And that is that is true wisdom. And Pam, we will link your book here. I know that you don't want to praise your yourself, um, <laughs> but I think other people should read it and should be encouraged by what you have to say because stories in it you know they want to hear more stories yeah absolutely you you are full of uh wisdom and ton of stories um but before we get to the end of our show i have a couple rapid fire questions to ask you just some fun Uh things Uh um nothing too crazy uh what is your go-to color to wear like outfit color Well, gator blue i've got to tell you gator blue (laughs) you are wearing gator blue it's pretty close yeah it's yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a gator, so that's good. That's welcome yeah, to here. That's what's good for you, right? What's your absolute favorite beauty product? As in like lipstick, lip gloss, perfume, what's your like I always have to have this? Mm, boy, that's it. Probably at this point in my life I have some I have to have something to put under my eyes. My camouflage. <laughs> I somehow wake up with circles. No, it's okay. We all have it. That was not my favorite product when I was young. Though. Right. But now it is. Now it's your go-to is yeah, having some concealer. I always, wear, I always wear lipstick. I've got this great lipstick that stays on. And people are always asking me, you know, how does your lipstick stay, stay on? It's just, it's this cheap lipstick that stays on. I love that. So that's, that's the key. You know? And I think lipstick or any sort of lip color, like gloss, it's so important because it feels like when you don't, you like it's just washed out and it's like un, it's like a picture without a frame. It needs like a little so more. That's, probably my, that's right. That's okay. my favorite product. OK, I love it. Would you rather do a puzzle or read a book? Much read a book. I do not like puzzles. I think <laughs> I won't tell you what I think, but let's just say I don't take the time to do puzzles. OK, OK. All right. And then would you rather if you had to pick at a restaurant, drink sweet tea or soda? Do I have to pick one? Yes. I wouldn't pick either what would you, one. You pick water. If you say water, I would, come I would on. Pick water. Oh, I know that. Well, you know, our family, we, we used to drink, you know, didn't everybody drink Diet Cokes or whatever, but yeah. um, our family, sh- you know, when we found out what was in it, our family shamed us and everybody went cold turkey. And so I can still remember it. And it's been years ago and nobody drinks soda. Really? I mean, no. And that's not a sin. It's not a sin. We all decided together, all my kids, my husband, and we just don't drink because it has so much sugar in it. It's not good for your teeth. And the same thing with sweet tea. It's true. I I would use tea tea with stevia. Sorry, that just sounds... No, it's this is a safe place. I just love that you're... (laughs) 
you're traumatized by the shame of the soda. You're like, well, let's just be real. We got shamed. Where I was when I wanted a soda and I couldn't have one. And I thought, okay, this means I'm addicted. So it was good that I gave it up. <laughs> because you never want to be addicted to something that's not good for you. It's true. You it's know, true. So well, bad for kids. Not true. Yeah. And that's okay. We've all been shamed in our families for certain things. That makes us think twice of, you know, when we're not with them, we're like, you know, my parents or my sister would feel like I shouldn't do this. So I'm not going to. It's a little bit of accountability. Well, Pam, we are at that point of the show where I ask each guest to give the audience something to write down. So Pam Tebow, what is your write it down? Well, I'm, I'm wordy, as you can tell. I love so it. This might be a little wordy, but it really kind of incorporates all that I've been trying to say when we comprehend our God-given potential for life impacting influence we wake up each day with purpose and live intentionally Mm. I think that's you know that's to me is so important and then I added this God can use us and our experiences to leave a positive imprint on the people we encounter as we go through life creating ripples that echo into eternity so Mm. we're not just living for now we're living for eternity Mm. and we can enable the people around us to do that too i love that and and pam that is the the ripple effect is threaded throughout your entire family and it has been an honor and privilege to know you guys and get to see you guys behind the scenes and not in the spotlight and um, just know that what you guys say out loud is what you guys practice on the inside and when no one's watching. So you guys are um, amazing. The Tebow family is full of integrity and I'm so glad that you and Bob have been in my life and impacted me and encouraged me and that you both came on the show. I love you guys. This is so fun. We love you, Brooke. We've sort of adopted you, but don't tell our kids. Thank you. And don't, I mean, don't tell my parents, although they're probably happy to get rid of me. So they're probably thankful that you took me in. Oh, well, Pam Tebow, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at WID. P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening and we will catch you later.